So we did just the traditional match campaign where if people gave, we would match it up to a certain dollar amount to satisfy our 1%. And then we also did some more unique stuff in this campaign that was really, really fun. We, we put a QR code up at our checkout stations at each of our place. And if someone donated on the spot $50, we gave them a free six-pack of beer. This is Evolve CPG, a community of purpose-driven brand leaders who not only believe in better, but actively pursue it. That's better products, better brands, and better leadership for a better world. You can join our online community right now, where we're going further, faster together at community.evolvecpg.com. Join us. I'm your host, Gage Mitchell, founder and creative director of Modern Species, a sustainable brand design agency helping better brands grow and scale their impact. On this episode, we're trying something a bit different. I thought I'd share a recent panel discussion I led at the 1% for the Planet Global Summit. We called it Get Creative With Your Giving, and we shared case studies of giving beyond writing checks from an individual member from Topa Topa Brewing, Experience Momentum, Outer, and of course, my own examples of giving at Modern Species. Let me know if you find this kind of episode valuable by emailing me at evolve at modernspecies.com. So today we'll be walking through just a little bit of an overview or a reminder of the different ways you can give through your 1% commitment. And then we're going to just do a little fun poll of the audience just to gauge you a little bit more. And then each of the panelists here is going to share some more about just a couple of the ways each of them are giving back through monetary and non-monetary ways. It's going to be exciting. You're going to get lots of good examples. And then there's going to be an opportunity for you all to kind of lead the conversation from there with Q&A. So as they're talking about their case studies, just kind of put a note in your notebook or in the back of your mind, keep track of what you want to ask, and then we'll hold some space for that at the end. There will be some 1% staff with microphones that they can carry around. So just raise your hand if you have a question and they'll bring it around. Okay, and then before we leave, We'll just do another little engagement session of seeing where you're going to go next. So with that said, quick reminder. So I assume many of us here are already 1% for the Planet members or nonprofit partners. So you probably have a decent idea of this, but just to remind everyone, obviously you can just write a check for your whole 1% and be done with it, or multiple checks. I think we all know that. What we're here to talk about today, though, is kind of thinking outside the check, and that's that whole other half of your 1%. There's a lot of different things you can do to fulfill your 1% for the planet membership kind of commitment. Some of those things might include donated products or donated services, maybe promotional support for the nonprofit partners you're supporting. Lots of different ways of giving back. So if you weren't familiar with that, you'll get a lot more familiar with some of the different ways to give back during this panel. And we'll dive deeper in that. Also, so maybe some of you don't know, you can also be an individual member. You don't have to be a company that signs up. So individual members can also sign up and just give 1% of their salary. And there's a lot of different ways that you can give back. Again, you don't have to just write a check and be done with it, which you could if you want to just go that route. Or you could, and if you don't know who to write a check to, there's the Planet Impact Portfolio, where 1% team made it easy for you by selecting a bunch of organizations that they think your money would be great going towards. You can also give to a nonprofit of your choice. And there are, I can't even remember how many, but so many, so many. If, I don't know if any of you have searched the member database. 5,000, there you go. 5,000 different options. So if you like choice, there's lots of choices. And then there's the giving circle, which is members pooling together, pooling their money together to give more to an individual nonprofit. You can also volunteer with nonprofits, which is pretty cool. That counts towards your commitment as well because money is great, but sometimes you just need some bodies, some hands, some people getting involved and helping with your work. So that's powerful as well. Lots of ways to get inspired to find new ways to give through the 1% for the Planet website and other kind of resources. And then, of course, you can just support 1% for the Planet individually as well. Obviously, a lot of what they're doing goes towards supporting and growing this community which is super impactful as well. So 
Lots of different ways individual members can give. You'll hear some examples of one of the panelists who is an individual member, so that should be enlightening as well. All right, so quick poll of the audience. Let's just do like popcorn, shout it out. What ways are you currently giving? And you can say monetary too, but just shout out other ways that you're giving as part of your commitment or beyond. In kind, volunteering time, okay. And feel free to repeat someone too. Paid media, nice. Monetary, yeah, writing checks, we all have to do that. Anything else? Reforestation, nice. That's a great one. River cleanup, great. Ah, oh, community gardens, that's beautiful. Anything else? Oh, nice, solar panel installation, great. Education, tree planting, is that what you said? Okay. Amazing, so there's already in this room a lot of great inspiration too. These panelists up here are rock stars and you'll learn more about them soon. But y'all are probably rock stars too, so feel free when we get in the Q&A to share a little bit about what you're doing. With that said, we've got a panel assembled here to give you a little um, taster menu of different ways that people are giving back from different types of companies. My name is Gage Mitchell. I run an agency called Modern Species. I'll tell you more about that in a little bit. But we also have Isabel, I don't know how to pronounce your last name, Bikachi. Okay, she is with Outer, who is one of the sponsors. You probably sat down on some of their beautiful furniture at the reception last night. And then there's Shannon Tisland with Experience Momentum. You'll learn more <laughs> about what he does here soon. Jack Dreyer with Topa Topa Brewing. Everybody likes a tasty beer, right? Especially local craft brew. And then Stella Murray, individual member, and she'll tell you more about what she does soon. So lots of great examples coming up. I'm not going to go into depth uh, introducing them because they're about to introduce themselves with some cool stories about what they're doing. So we'll save the mic time for them. All right, so I'll just get it kicked off. As I mentioned, my agency is called Modern Species. We're a sustainable brand design agency that helps 100% just mission-driven companies with a special focus of mission-driven B Corp, organic, regenerative, etc. food brands. So we do help them develop their brand and apply it to their primary touch points like Packaging, websites, sales collateral, that kind of stuff. So we obviously love supporting the planet in many different ways. We do write checks, of course, every year to different people. We usually just have all of our employees vote on who they want to give to. Everyone just gets like an allotment and they get to choose where the money goes. And then we have donated services. So we've been doing even more of that lately. But every year we work with different people in our circle or in the 1% circle to give them some of our expertise and our time to help them grow their movement. And I'll tell you a little bit more about one of those projects in a second. And then we also are part of other groups in this network, which if you didn't know, some of those memberships count towards your 1% for the planet giving commitment. So we are B Corp certified carbon neutral, part of the American Sustainable Business Network. I could list more. I'm sure many of you have multiple badges as well. And then we, we do have paid uh, volunteer time for our employees to go out and do whatever. I'm kind of embarrassed to say that I never even thought about reporting that as part of our 1% commitment. So I'm learning on this panel too. So we're, there you go. We're all getting new ideas. And then we do a lot of community building as well. And I'll talk a little bit more about that as well. Also, forget to ever claim any of that on our 1%. So a couple quick examples I wanted to share for what we've been doing. This one was a fun one that... Maybe some of you saw on the 1% for the Planet blog somewhat recently, but we're excited to partner with the Upcycled Food Association. I think if you all were in some of the discussions earlier, they were talking about how food waste is a huge problem, right? Like 10% of the carbon footprint of this planet. And it's been listed or recognized as one of the most promising solutions to climate change because it is such a big impact on our planet. So by solution, I mean if we can prevent or eliminate food waste, we can make a huge impact. So one way you can do that is through the Upcycled Food Association. They're kind of defining what upcycled means and putting a standard behind it, and they created a certification program. So just like one or um, other certifications out there like organic, regenerative, etc., they've created a standard for what it means to be an upcycled food product. So they were just a scrappy nonprofit getting started, and they're part of the 1% for the Planet Network. We live in the food space. We're all about sustainability and fighting climate change. So it was kind of a no-brainer to just get involved with them and lend our expertise and our time and work with... We even actually won them some grants as well through some other organizations we're involved in to launch their certification program and build a website, 
create a brand around the association. And it's just been an explosive movement. I was just at Natural Products Expo West right before this. And it was like one of the biggest growing trends there. They've got membership around the world. And I can't remember how many certified products already. It's just exploding all over the shelves. Lots of press, lots of great things. So it's just a really fun project that's like we could have just written them a check and then been done with it. But so much more engaging. Like we feel like part of the upcycled family. You know, so we we're, we don't make a food product, but we've been we're so invested in this movement that it feels like family to us, and we we just get excited to see that mark on all different kind of product companies out there. So that's just a fun way to like engage your team, be part of the community, have something that's very aligned with your brand, and just go out there and do what you're meant to do in the world, which maybe is more valuable than a check, right? Okay, and then another quick example is that, like I said, we like building community. So when we had an office space pre-pandemic, we were always giving out the office space or letting nonprofits use the space for meetings or events. And we had our own events too. One of them was the Mission Driven Mixer, which we were running up until the end of the, or the pandemic hit, where we would try to bring B Corp community, 1% for the Planet community, RSA, ASBN, all the different groups that we're involved in. We brought them together in one space to network with each other because we're all doing amazing stuff in silos sometimes. So why can't we break those silos down, bring them together? And then more recently, last year, we launched a podcast and online community called Evolve CPG, where it's all just free information, resources, etc. out there for people to come connect together who are trying to change the world through more sustainable products and just connect with each other, collaborate, learn from each other, learn how we can go further faster together. So that's a fun experiment that we're still figuring out exactly what it's going to become. But it's just another way that we can provide some of our expertise, but connect people with other experts in the community, like Michelle over here. So we are also in a B Corp group, trying to get more local B Corp community building up in the Washington state. Some of our team members volunteer for groups like Fridays for Future, et cetera, et cetera. But we just love building community because when a lot of passionate, smart people come together, magical things happen, like has been said a couple times before. It's like one plus one equals 18, not two, right? <laughs> it's just exponential. So those are a couple of stories of mine. I'm going to pass the mic now to another panelist here who will tell you more about what they're doing. Hi, guys. I'm Isabel. I'm the VP of Strategy at Outer. And as Gage mentioned, hopefully you've seen some of our furniture scattered around outside. We're an eco-conscious outdoor furniture company based here in Los Angeles. We're in Santa Monica. We have three collections here today. We have our aluminum collection. We have our FSC certified teak, which Yvonne sat on last night, which for us was huge. Um, and we've got our all-weather wicker, which you'll get to see afterwards at the reception. So I encourage you to have a seat, try it out. Nothing's fragile. It's designed for family use. So go wild with it. So I'm going to go through a couple examples of how we give. Obviously, monetary is a portion of it, but we've been really excited to test a few non-monetary contributions as well. One of the ones that I'm going to go through first is approved promotional support. And I'm actually really excited that 1% unlocked this tool because we are a digitally native brand. So we are a direct-to-consumer business. We've actually been with 1% for the planet for the past two years, but we only launched three years ago. So we've been online our entire existence. We've been with 1% throughout most of our existence. And one of the kind of superpowers that we have as a digitally native brand is marketing. And so not only in our marketing do we want to highlight what's important to us, which is sustainability and responsibility in all of the products that we create, but also the partners that we work with, especially through 1% that are aligned around this mission. So I'll give you an example. We've done a number of campaigns, and I'll show you the results in just a second. But hopefully, if PowerPoint plays nice, you can actually see one of the videos live. Outer is committed to sustainability in every sense of the word. From the materials we use, to the way we make our products, to how we live our lives, we want to do our part to steer our planet toward a better, healthier future. As a member of 1% for the Planet, 1% of every product we sell goes directly to environmental nonprofits. We are proud to have supported some inspiring organizations. And we don't plan to slow down anytime soon. We believe that even a small action can make a big impact. Join us in our efforts to create lasting change for future generations. All right. So just one example. Like I said, we've done ads for each of these partners listed below, which again, for us is super exciting. But I think the most exciting thing about this is that our customers also agree. 
So these stats that you're seeing are from a year's worth of data that we've been tracking on these ads compared to our ads that do not feature our partners. And together, these ads that do feature our partners drove 6% higher click-through rate than ads that did not feature our partners, 25% more efficient spend on cost per ad to cart. So because we sell products, that's how we ultimately measure conversion at the end of our funnel. And these ads drove 25% higher conversion and a two times higher overall return on ad spend. So good for our partners, obviously great for the message that we're trying to convey. But I show this because I think it's really important for those of you that do have brands. This can really also drive your performance as well. And if you drive your performance, that drives more gross sales. And then we can give more back. So it kind of comes full circle. The other thing I want to highlight, this is not actually part of our approved promotional support, but I just want to call it out because for us, it's really important in everything we do to bring our customers along for the journey. And one of the things that we're trying to encourage within our customer base is for them to be you know, stewards of our planet and to find ways to give back to. And so we very rarely run promotions or do discounts, but we did one for Black Friday. What you're seeing here is a screenshot from our website. I know it's a little bit small if you're in the back, but we ended up offering a 15% discount for Black Friday. But instead of just offering a blanket discount, we said, hey, you have this slider when you purchase our products and you can decide how much of this discount you actually want to give back to our partner when tree planted. And instead of absorbing that discount for yourself, you can actually use it to plant trees. And so this is kind of a little tool that puts the power in the hands of our customers to also make responsible decisions, not only with their purchase, but you know a larger portion of that purchase than we would typically give back. So we were really excited to see a lot of engagement. I forget exactly how many trees we planted through this campaign, but we have a really ambitious goal overall to plant a million trees through our partnership with One Tree Planted. And we're well on track, hopefully, to achieve that in the coming years. And then the final thing that I wanted to mention is, you know, we have done a number of things and really have a long way to go as many, many companies in the world do to offset our carbon footprint. One of the things that we're really proud of is we are now climate neutral certified. And that was, you know, a process to really offset what we do by way of our office, our manufacturing. But in addition to that, we really want to be responsible with how we make our products. And so if you do have an opportunity to go and check out the collections, I encourage you to actually touch the rugs. Those rugs are called our 1188 collection. They're made from 1188 upcycled plastic bottles, but they feel soft to the touch. And I think, you know, our intention there and really through everything we create is you can be responsible without sacrificing performance. So you don't want like a necessarily rough or plasticky rug, but it doesn't have to be that way. I think we're trying to lead by example and in innovating in terms of how we build products. Our products are 100% recyclable. You know, our materials where we can are upcycled. And I think the intention there is to create these sort of long-lasting, durable products that are friendly to our environment, but also still feel good to use. So, you know, give people the vitamins with the sugar, so to speak. <laughs> and then the final thing that I'll highlight, I heard the gentleman over there shout out reforestation, which is something that we're super passionate about. Like I said, we have our FSC certified teak products. So you'll see that in our sofas and our coffee tables. It was a difficult decision to make to work with organic products, but we wanted to make sure that in doing that, we were partnering with vendors that really uphold our goals around reforestation. And so our farms in central Java plant trees themselves for every tree that we harvest, but then we also partner with One Tree Planted, like I said before, to plant trees on top of that so that we can plant several trees for every sofa that we create. And this is an example of also giving back through our time. So hopefully you guys can see that photo bottom right. We are a small but mighty team. We've actually grown a lot in the past two years. But in the beginning, we were a very, very small team. But we got out there. We planted some trees in Malibu, which those of you who live locally know were pretty devastated by the fires. So after the fires, we got out, tried to plant some trees with the team. And then we also got the team out to the beaches in Santa Monica. I'm super excited. I hope you're all there tomorrow for the Surf Rider Beach Cleanup. We did one of those with our team and got our customers to come out, actually, got some of our influencers even to come out. So in everything we try and do, we try and, you know, like I said, bring our community along for the ride and uh, hopefully have a bigger impact. My name is Jack Dyer. I'm the founder and CEO of Topa Topa Brewing Company. We're based in Ventura, California, just up the way. And uh, our 1% story started in our infancy as a company. 
opening a brewery right around the corner from Patagonia. I don't know if it would have been smart to not do 1%. So we fortunately were able to do it. It's one of the things I'm probably most proud of at the company is that we started that commitment from day one and uh, built it into our company culture. So how we give, obviously monetary donations, 1% was actually for brewery specific. You know, we were pretty um, capital intensive business. So from startup, they were lenient with us on the cash if we were a little short on it because we were able to use our product in those early years. We're just about to turn seven. So that hopefully is not... Money's always a problem, but uh, hopefully it's get a little bit behind us at this point. So monetary donations are huge. Donated beer. I'm biased. I think it's the greatest beverage in the world. But we really do utilize our product in some fairly unique ways to provide out to folks who are holding a fundraiser or raising awareness for a cause that they believe in, or even better for us, inviting them into our spaces to utilize our spaces as a community gathering center to raise awareness and and hopefully raise some money. So beer works really good for that. So we're perhaps a little unique in the 1% community in that sense, uh, along with a lot of our 1% brewery partners and, and other beverage partners. Volunteer time. This one's been really key for us as well as a company. Just the structure of our company, we have about 22, 24 full-time employees who work on the production floor and in the offices. But we have 84 total employees, and a lot of them are front of house, engaging with customers in our taproom network. So the volunteer time has been a really important thing to reinforce company culture for someone who may only work a few hours a week for us. So that's been a really fun thing for us to put together. And then obviously in-kind, I say donated beer. We also do other in-kind with merchandise and those types of things to give. So we're pretty straightforward with it, but we love giving away beer. <laughs> Some of the unique things that we did this past year, obviously I talked a little bit about us giving away a lot of beer. During the time of the pandemic, it was virtually impossible to meet 50% in-kind. So we had to get a little bit creative towards the end of last year. And one of the things we did that I was super proud of was um, we picked two of our favorite local nonprofits and we did year-end matching campaigns. And those were extremely beneficial, not only for the Land Conservancy and the Ventura Land Trust, but selfishly, they were great for us. I mean, we got an incredible reach. We touched a lot of houses and a lot of doors by having our logo saying, you know, hey, Topa Topa is going to match your donation if you do it. So we did just the traditional match campaign where if people gave, we would match it up to a certain dollar amount to satisfy our 1%. And then we also did some more unique stuff in this campaign that was really, really fun. We, we put a QR code up at our checkout stations at each of our place. And if someone donated on the spot $50, we gave them a free six-pack of beer. And it was incredibly successful in a number of ways. We depleted some product that we needed to get rid of, which was nice. But, um, but we also, um, I think we've reached a lot of new people for the nonprofit partners, which as you engage with your nonprofit partners, I'm sure you hear the same story. Like a lot of them have an aging demographic who are giving, right? So they want to get in with those younger folks. And fortunately, we have that demographic to open up to them. So that was a really fun thing to do. And I think people liked it. They got a tasty six pack at the end. So. The other thing that we do is our Keystone events and collaborations. So we do quarterly events, at least the plan is this year, now that we're allowed to gather again. We try and plan kind of a one big party event a quarter with purpose and an intention. So we bring in a 1% partner into that, but we also invite other 1% businesses in to the fray and let them tell their story utilizing our platform. So we've got some great Partners, I mentioned Patagonia. We have Toad & Co. who's been showing up at a lot of our, our events. So we, we really like inviting other partners in, whether they're in beer or out of beer. We've also done a number of collaborations with our other 1% for the Planet beverage makers, specifically in the craft beer space. I know we've done one with Pure Project. I think they're here. And then we have uh, Smog City. We just released one with them. We've also done one with Juneshine, which was kind of a crossover where we went and brewed at their facility. They came and brewed at ours. And, and all that was brought together through our 1% commitments. So we're going to continue to do that as we go because we're also hopefully utilizing that platform to convince more beverage makers and craft breweries to join us in, in that fight. So yeah, the collaborations are really, really fun. We get to learn a lot from them. We get to learn about the 1%, the nonprofit partners that they're supporting as well. So that's been really, really fun. For Topa, we don't really have a marketing budget. We're just going to be seven years old. And we've just now, I think, have one full-time marketing 
person. So for us, 1% of the planet has been our marketing department. So when we show up at an event and we're pouring beer and engaging with customers, that truly is our marketing department and our marketing budget. So you can kind of, for us, I've kind of looked at it on the balance sheet of, okay, we know we're giving this away, but how are we going to be structured and kind about getting something back for that? How are we choosing what events we're going to do so that we can get the most bang for our buck? So that's been a cool thing because we truly, we have never spent on a print ad or even paid advertisements on social media, like very little bit. So 1% served us fairly well in our seven years to be able to grow quite a bit. So I always think of that as like, it's a nice thing to think about as a business owner that, you know, these donations are doing such good work in the world, but they're also serving your organization as well in a slightly selfish way, but it has helped us. So yeah, that's kind of my story. So I'll hand it off to someone else. All right. My name is Shannon Tisland, and I'm the founder and CEO of Experience Momentum. We're a wellness center providing physical therapy, massage, nutrition, and fitness services in the Seattle area. And we've been a 1% partner since 2013. I love to give. And I think when we're here, the question is, how can we connect with our team members how can we connect with our customers? How can we connect with our community to get the word out of what we're doing and what that impact is? And we've had a lot of fun trying to figure it out. And two years ago, we went from a team of over 90. And within a month's period of time, we were down to 35. And so it was like, oh, shit, like on every level possible. And are we going to have money to donate to 1%? Are we going to have a business to give back? And just Monday, two days ago, was the first time in Seattle where the mass mandate has been lifted and things are starting to move forward. So we've had to get creative with our giving strategy because it didn't, what we were doing pre-pandemic didn't make sense. Every three years, we did an international trip where we would put 10 to 15 of our team members in a lottery and we would go somewhere really cool and do a project together so they could see the impact of what dollars were doing. And we would tell a story behind that to our community. And without our customers, we're not able to do this and not able to create that impact. That all went away. Every quarter, we would invite our team members and our customers out to volunteer, get our hands dirty, showcase the nonprofit partners. And that all went away. So we're like, gosh, what are we going to do? Monetary donations is always there, but just giving the money, writing the check, it doesn't really connect people to what's happening. And we want to foster this greater impact of what 1% is and why you should get involved. In-kind donations, we just started doing that. Similar to Gage, I didn't even realize in-kind donations counted towards the 1% thing. So I'm learning things as we go, even being a member since 2013. Volunteer time. Again, all of the volunteer events for the last two years have just kind of dried up with nonprofits not offering volunteer events. Sweat to Give, that is something that came out of the pandemic that we're going to talk about in a little bit. And then our team member and customer of the month. And I want to just highly encourage you, if you haven't found a way to highlight your customers, to highlight your team members and tying in 1%, that has been amazing because it encourages them to choose where to give dollars and they get to explore the website and what is this that we're doing. So that's how we give right now. And we're going to start with that. So our team member and customer of the month, our community, all of our team members get to vote each month, which customer has demonstrated living our mission. We're here to help people redefine what's possible in their lives. And part of that, they get a dollar amount to donate on their behalf. So they get to go do the research. Then they tell us, hey, Experience Momentum, we want to donate these dollars towards this environmental nonprofit. And this is why. And then we write, showcase them on social media, highlighting why they're client of the month, which 1% nonprofit partner they chose and why. And it's a way to engage with our customers. And then we give it back to the community so our followers can see like, oh, wow, that's really cool. And we do that for our team members of the month too. So we're trying to get our team members really bought into why we're doing what we're doing. And that's a great way to do that. Sweat to give. 
And this is all about how do we create relationships. And what I've heard with our panel is relationships are key. Relationships with your nonprofit partners are key. So we've identified over the pandemic, after the George Floyd murder, we need to be a more socially responsible company. We need to start doing a little bit of our work on what are the BIPOC-led environmental nonprofits that have the environmental focus, what are they doing, and how can we engage with them? And so it really reframed what we're doing, and then taking the time to meet with these nonprofits, find out what they're doing, how we can support them, and donating money. So we've picked out four in the Puget Sound area, and we said, hey, you're going to be our four nonprofits that we are going to support, and we're going to have a fitness event where we're going to donate to you for this amount of dollars, but it's going to be our community members, our gym members, fitness members that determine where we put the dollars. And so we've had these fitness events that we call Sweat to Give, and we'll have our environmental nonprofits there so our fitness members can engage with them, ask questions, what are you doing? And then they get to vote, and then we donate to where our fitness members are, you know, saying this is where I want the dollars to go. And that's been really cool. So those are just some of the ways that we're giving. And I would say, and we're trying to find out how can we better engage with our team members? How can we better engage with our customers? And how can we better engage with our community and get that word out? And so I'm sure you all have great ideas and we all want to learn from each other. So this is the place to do it. Hi, everyone. My name is Stella Murray. I have been an individual member since January 2021. I am an architectural lighting designer based out of Boston, Massachusetts, and I'm so happy to be here with you guys. So I'm, I guess, technically a recent graduate. I graduated during the pandemic from Penn State in May 2020. And as soon as I graduated, I knew that while my day job would be as a lighting designer, I wanted to do something about the climate crisis. I wanted to create some sort of community with organizations and other people who see the crisis, but see it as a wonderful opportunity to find solutions, to change the world for the better. But to be honest, I had no idea where to begin. So I went online, did my search, and I was so fortunate to find the 1% for the Planet directory. And that is really where my journey began. So I have been a member for a year, a little over a year, and since then I've donated to four different nonprofit partners. But I have done that in two different ways. The first is with monetary donations. I'll go a little bit more into it, but it's your almost like unconventional way of donating to an organization because it wasn't as an individual, it was as a collective. And then also, community is very important to me. As I mentioned, I really wanted to bond with partners. I wanted to bond with other individuals. So I decided, even in the heat of the pandemic, to find volunteer opportunities and figure out how can I, as a designer, somehow make an impact on these nonprofit partners that are doing such an incredible job. So for the monetary donations, as I mentioned, I didn't donate on my own. I was fortunate enough to learn about this amazing opportunity called the Giving Circle that's offered to really all individual members. If you're not an individual member or you are, but you haven't heard of it, it's a really cool opportunity for individual members to come together pool donations, and then choose one or more nonprofit partners to donate to. There has been two giving circles, and I was part of the second giving circle, and Monty here was also part of that one, and it focused on climate solutions. So this was a virtual, it was a virtual opportunity, and what we did is we had three Zoom meetings. All of the members, there were 40 of us, we got together in these meetings, and we talked about our shared values. We got to know each other, what was really important to us. And by our third meeting, we realized that there were really five guiding values. And they were accountability, community, equity, responsibility, and sustainability. So the question is, where do we go from here? Our amazing individual membership coordinators, CT and Josephine, 
were kind enough to provide us with six really great nonprofit partners. And what I found so unique about these partners is that I had never heard of them. And I spoke with a ton of other members that were part of this giving circle, and they hadn't heard of them either. But they were amazing. They were doing such great work, but they were either smaller or newer than some of your other nonprofit partners. So I think that we were just so passionate about the cause, and we amped each other up over the course of these three meetings that we raised, well, we donated over $5,000, and we decided to donate that money to two really great organizations. One is called Stove Team International, and it focuses on the local production of clean, safe cook stoves in developing countries. The other one is called Remote Energy, and that organization focuses on the education of solar energy to communities that could really benefit from it. So on one hand, it was an incredible opportunity because I had a chance to get to know other individual members when we were hardly ever going out because this is a pandemic. It was amazing to be able to pool funds and feel as though $5,000 could really make a difference for these organizations. But most importantly, in a sense, we gave a voice to some of these nonprofit partners that no one had donated to amongst 1% for the planet members. So it was great on so many levels. And if you are an individual member, I highly recommend if you see a giving circle coming up that you consider becoming part of it. You can make a lot of friends too. Now, the other opportunity that I mentioned was volunteer time. So at the time, I was living in Pennsylvania. And I thought, you know what, let me see if there's any organization around me that was personal, that I felt really connected with me, and potentially they would have some sort of opportunity. And I found one. It's called Rodale Institute. They actually have a center here in Ventura, California as well. But they are a regenerative organic farm and research center headquartered in Kutztown. I always loved cooking and I thought, wow, this would be really cool. I know organic is good for you, but honestly, I don't know too much about organic food. So how about I learn from the source? So at the time, there were no in-person opportunities, but I decided to reach out and see if there's maybe another way in which I could contribute. And I come from an architecture background, so I do have graphic design skills. I've used all the programs, and they did have some events coming up that even though I wouldn't be able to attend, I thought, hey, do you need flyers designed? Do you need maps designed? And they're like, yes. Yeah, please help us. It was really great to not only feel as though I was giving back because I was obviously doing something that needed to get done, but I was making these connections that to this day, now that I'm in Boston, I'm still connected with them. I know that I still have that opportunity to volunteer for them remotely. And they're now friends as well. So it's this really cool connection that I will have forever. But later that year, so this was 2021, there was also the opportunity to volunteer in person. So those faces I had seen on a screen that I had so hoped I'd be seen person, maybe like add some legs to their you know upper side. I was able to do that. I was able to see these people and hear honestly firsthand how much my work helped them, or at least you know, gave them hope that even when everyone was you know in their homes, somebody cared, somebody really still wanted to go to that farm and help in whatever way they could. That's a picture of me, my sisters, Timon and Pumba for Organic Halloween. So I have memories too that I have carried with me. And if anyone has been thinking about, oh, you know, maybe I'll volunteer, I'm not sure, you definitely should because what you get out of it is much more than just simply a thank you letter for, you know, putting down $50, you get memories and you potentially get friendships and that's priceless and something you'll carry with you wherever you go. All right. Out of curiosity, uh, show of hands, how many of you are individual members? Nice. Okay. So a fair amount of you here. That's exciting. Okay. So now we've got some time for Q&A. There should be a staff person. There we go with a microphone. So does anyone have any burning questions ready to fire off? We can, all right, right here. I'll just give you 
this microphone. <laughs> this question is for Isabella. Isabel from Outer. So I had no idea that campaigns for promotional support is covered. Can you tell us about how that works and if it covers ad spend on those? Yeah, so I'll tell you what I know. And then if anyone from 1% is here, correct me if I get it wrong, but there is actually a page on their site that explains all of the terms. So it is the spend itself. It's not the production of the campaign that's covered, and it counts towards the half of your 1% contribution. So as Gage kind of showed in the beginning, in-kind, promotional ad support, volunteer time, all of these things can be counted towards your 1%. So half of your 1% can be non-monetary contributions. And within that, there's this whole kind of suite, which you saw on the first slide, of different types of activities you can do. And so approved promotional support is one of those activities. Specifically, it's the actual spend that you do on the ads. So 1% approves those ads. And as long as they feature either your nonprofit partners or 1%, that ad spend can count towards your giving. And like you saw, I mean, it can really have tremendous results, you know, not only for ourselves, but for the partners as well. She was saying that it doesn't have to necessarily just be digital advertising. It can take the form of print ads, billboards, like all kinds of types of advertising. So if you haven't seen the page on their website, go to it. It gives all the detail that you could need. And it's been a really great opportunity for us. Awesome. And I think I saw a question up front over here. Hi, my name is Carrie. I work for a nonprofit called Wilderness Volunteers. As you can tell in the name, if anyone out there is looking for volunteer opportunities, come talk to me afterwards. We're a pretty new nonprofit to 1% for the Planet. And so my question is, how do you all find the nonprofits that you support, especially for those of you that have national brands and aren't like super centrally located in one place? And then also, what is your philosophy on kind of spreading the wealth and bringing in new nonprofits into the fold versus really building your relationships with the nonprofits you already support? Yeah, my company's not a national brand by any means, but we kind of do a little bit of both of building really strong, long lasting relationships that are almost hyper local. We have a five tap room network. So each of our tap rooms is kind of tied to a nonprofit partner. And we'll let those run for a year and maybe re up and keep that same nonprofit. Or if we feel like we need to freshen things up, we'll change out. But one of the things that that's enabled us to do is, and I love the theme that seems to have been weaving through a lot of this is just relationships. And there's literally a, a line in the business plan when I wrote it for Topa that like doing business locally is about more than just your carbon footprint. It's about relationships and building those relationships. So we've dove pretty deep with a number of our nonprofit partners that I'm looking forward to just extending those relationships for quite some time. I think it's deepening our commitment to our community there locally and again sometimes hyper locally and in the beer business too we kind of get into this you know people kind of expect that we have an anniversary party every year they expect these keystone events so as we continue to do them and continue to support like outdoor film festivals and those types of things it's just deepened our brand and how people engage with us so at a national level i can't really speak to it that's how we do it and we're very upfront with our nonprofit partners about what we expect back to from them you know hey if you're going to be our one percent partner for this tap room you need to do this many events with us this year you're going to have to bring your volunteers and also market to themselves to their own audience because when we found through experience when the nonprofit just sits back and lets us bring all the people in. It's not as effective as it is if they're bringing people into the tent, we're bringing people into the tent. And if we can find another 1% like-minded business to bring into the tent as well, that creates a larger event, a larger, larger day for everybody and the more money we can give back. I'll touch on one thing that you mentioned, which is this idea of breadth versus depth. And I think that this is a big challenge probably for all of us, which is, you know, how do we work with these partners? How many partners can you reasonably work with? A lot of us here come from small teams. Many of you might come from small teams. There's just not enough hours in the day to properly support each partner. And so I think this has been something that's been a challenge for us. But really what we've tried to focus on is within each of the vectors of causes that we care about, we want to make sure to identify at least one partner that we can bring on. So you've seen in some of the partners that we had, some are around plastics, some are around reforestation, sort of all these different causes that really matter to us as a company. And we want to make sure that we're at least giving something to each of those. But where we see an opportunity to go deeper, we will. And so you probably heard me talk a lot about One Tree Planted. We're actually sponsored 
sponsoring their Earth Month that's coming up. So we're going to do tree planting with them. I think they're doing like 100 tree planting sessions across the U.S., which is super exciting. And when we have these partners that really bring us these opportunities to continue the engagement, I think it really is two-way. It's kind of about, about establishing how you can get involved, how you can support them, but also what they can bring to you so that you can continue to allocate those precious hours <laughs> that go so quickly in the day, but really have kind of that meaningful relationship building over time, as you mentioned. Yeah, I'll add one. We are pretty, we have our local nonprofits that we really try to establish relationships with. And then we have more national nonprofits that we're very intentional about. Stella mentioned the Rodale Institute. And when we first found out about them, we're like, oh my gosh, let's look into that. And they were one of our recipients, even though they're in Pennsylvania and we're out here in Seattle because we're trying to connect the health of the human body to the health of the planet. And so Rodale Institute like fills that niche for us. In addition, Protect Our Winters is a nonprofit. And again, we're fitness, we're health, we're moving our body. And in the Pacific Northwest, skiing is big. And so Protect Our Winters, while it's based out of Boulder, is an organization, a bigger one. And we have actually done parties like around creating awareness of the environment and spotlighting Protect Our Winters, even though they're not in Washington. And then they received funds from us at that end. And it's kind of like Yvonne said, like, we want to vote the assholes out. And so who are the nonprofits that are helping to create awareness for that? And those are like the bigger ones for advocacy that have more bandwidth that we're going to get behind. And that tells a story of what we as a company are doing and connecting it to the bigger picture. I'll just chime in real quick. As I mentioned during my intro, one of the ways we decide where to give, because it's really difficult, right? Over 5,000 nonprofits, et cetera. So one of the ways we do it is we just let our team decide. <laughs> so for volunteer time and monetary donations, we just tell everyone how much money or how many hours or whatever they can do and just let them pick something that's passionate for them personally, because we feel like they'll get more out of it that way. But then for our in-kind kind of services donations where we're all working together as a team and maybe putting hundreds of hours into something, we just try to make sure it's super aligned with our brand because that way it feels more like a heck yeah instead of a huh? Like when we tell people what we've done, right? So so for us, since we're hyper-focused on like fixing the food system, well, we do things like Upcycled Food Association or Fair World Project or different things like that that are kind of changing the inequities or sustainability or different parts of the broken food system so everyone can live happier, healthier, more regenerative and equitable lifestyles. That's how we decide. Yeah, so for us, we're a design agency. So we give away our services like strategy, brand design, graphic design, different things like that for our in-kind. But some other examples that were mentioned were like giving out beer or different things like that. It's like whatever thing you have, you can give that instead of money because that's worth money too. I was just sharing from the nonprofit perspective. I mean, and as a smaller nonprofit as well, like we kind of will take what we can get. And if that's donated product, we can always find a way to use it in raffles. Like we can sell raffle tickets to make money and then raffle off those types of items, whether it's swimwear or other products. So. I actually kind of love hearing from a smaller nonprofit too, because it's one of the things that one of my mentors, he runs a company and he literally never says no. When someone comes and asks him for something, he never says no from a donation perspective. And we've tried to employ that at Topo within the parameters of the law. Obviously, alcohol is very regulated, so we can't just give it to everybody. But there are other ways that we've mobilized that type of an effort where if maybe they're not our chosen 1% partner for that year, that's going to get them a pretty healthy, nice size check. But what we will do is say, hey, come on into our tap room. We won't charge you for any of our rental space and we'll donate 10% of proceeds from the night to you. And that's been a really effective thing, both within the 1% for the planet nonprofit sector and also just other local nonprofits, elementary schools, firefighters, those types of things to enable us to broaden our tent. And again, that little bit of maybe it's I'm from Jersey originally. I got a little selfishness in me here, but that's like the idea behind that is we're bringing people into the 1% tent that might not otherwise get there. And so that's something that we've tried to employ um, is just never say no if you can. One other example I'll give is that a lot of, not currently, but previously, a lot of our nonprofit partners have 
offices and they have a place to work. And so one of the things that we did with five gyres who are working to keep pollution out of our oceans is we actually outfit their office with some of our products. And that's just a way to really thank the staff that are there showing up every day and doing this hard work. And so I think like even little things like that, like if you do have a product or a service, how can you give it directly to those teams like you mentioned? I think we could keep having this conversation for hours more, but unfortunately I have to be the bad guy and say we're like running out of time here. So what I think we'll do to just wrap up is, you know, this whole conference or summit is about what's next. So I just want to see a show of hands for some things. So based on this or anything else you've been thinking about, who feels like they're going to increase their volunteer time giving? Oh, nice. That's almost everybody. Okay. Now who here thinks they might increase they're in-kind, like donating product or services. Okay, nice. And then who here thinks they might spend more time building local community? Okay, so <laughs> there's lots of great things that are growing. So we're seeing what's next. People are just going to continue to get more and more creative with their giving. Maybe at next year's summit, we can do another panel like this and see what you all have done. So I appreciate you sharing that. I'm sure maybe the 1% for the planet marketing team might want to hear some of those stories. I don't want to speak for them, but you know, pitch them some of your stories. If you've got a really interesting way that you've found a way to give back, share it with them so that we can all learn from you. So find blue name tags if you have any questions about how you can give. With that said, I'll let you all out on time-ish and <laughs> move on to the next thing. So thanks for coming. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to learn more about the Global Summit or this panel, visit one percent for the planet.org backslash global dash summit. That's one percent for the planet all spelled out dot org backslash global hyphen summit. For links to more information on the panelists, visit our website evolvecpg.com. Thanks. Subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channel for more innovator interviews, expert advice, and leadership discussions. If you like this episode, leave a heart, thumbs up, or review and share it with your colleagues. As an ever-evolving show, we also love feedback, so send us your thoughts or ideas for who we should talk to next to evolve at modernspecies.com.